0: Good morning. It's April 27th, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book by the same name. This morning's topic is Good Ship and True. We also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Romans 5, 3-4. On the reach, sailing was and is simply what one does. Whether manning the helm and demonstrating the matchless grace of a well-trimmed sloop, heeled over, stiff breeze, blue sky, white caps scattered over the surface, slowly working your way upwind toward pumpkin Light, or skippering a boat that is hove to and stationary in a pea-soup fog, listening intently for hints that might reveal the treachery of a nearby rocky shore or an approaching craft the sailor has a special connection with the natural environment. Coastal Maine simply gets into the sailor's blood. Why is that? Can't anyone observe the interplay of sail, wind, and waves standing on the shore and achieve the same connection, or at least a similar one? While it is true that the non-sailor can observe in just such a way, and thus experience in a two-dimensional sense what it means to sail, only the sailor understands the reality of his interaction with the forces of nature. The sailor knows where his or her skill and judgment end and the unalterable and irresistible forces of nature begin. The sailor understands that the tides and the currents and the winds themselves are beyond his control. He can only hone his expertise at the art of adaptation to circumstance. She can learn the intricacies of her ship and she can come to know the waters in which she sails with respect to predictable hazards of tide and rock. But in so doing, over years of experience, She develops not the adversarial relationship with nature that one might expect, but instead an almost symbiotic understanding. The sailor, out in the elements, in command of a good ship and true, no matter her size, feels more at one with nature and thus with his creator than at perhaps any other time in his life. The constant shifting of circumstances produces that perseverance and that perseverance the character required in the competent captain. It's difficult to explain to anyone who doesn't sail, even if they have occasionally been on a boat, sailed by someone else. As your fund of knowledge increases, commensurate with your years of experience, the sailor comes to feel not only what his vessel wants to do, but he senses what Mother Nature has in store as well. He learns to read the clouds, the wind, the waves, the currents, the tides, and makes a myriad of moment-to-moment observations, judgments, and adjustments on the basis of sensory input often so subtle that he himself is not even aware of its influence. Many a time I have tried to teach novices a task like how to use the wheel or tiller to steer a straight course. What I discover anew each time is that the ability to make minute changes in helm to compensate for wind, waves, drift, yaw, and momentum are not per se teachable. I, in fact, make these changes unconsciously and automatically because I feel what is required. But the sailor also has the humility to recognize his limitations. Once he was dependent on observations of the stars and the sun and the moon to determine location and course, and often inaccuracies or poor computation led to considerable and sometimes fatal navigational error. Only a few years ago, we carried charts aboard sealed in plastic against the salt air. There were many tense moments growing up as we approached a known area of hazard when that particular chart was frantically searched for because someone had not put it back where it belonged. Knowing the exact location of that chart was critical, as was the guidance it could provide. Today, instruments are of more practical aid to the sailor than ever in history. His GPS has virtually supplanted his paper chart, ruler, and protractor, his chart plotter, digital speedometer, depth meter, anemometer, wind vane, radar, cell phone, and radio all aid him immeasurably in successfully navigating any chosen voyage. But despite his experience, expertise, and instrumentation, the sailor is constantly aware that his journey, his goal, his safety, and in essence his very life are dependent on forces much greater than himself. He can adapt to a certain degree But in the final analysis, the sailor knows he is dependent on the elements. This may seem intuitive, but it is not a daily facet of life for most people. Most, at least in developed nations, are blissfully unaware of the natural forces around them. They drive their cars or take mass transit to work. They leave their climate-controlled vehicles and walk into their climate-controlled workspace for the rest of the day. Their success, and certainly their survival, do not seem to them to be obviously linked to those unforeseen forces. The analogy to the Christian life is clear. We can adapt to events in our own strength, just as the secular world does, or we can recognize that our Creator has made us not only with a purpose in mind, but with a built-in dependence and need to acknowledge Him. In doing so, in openly acknowledging and professing our belief, dependence, and repentance, we receive the indwelling Holy Spirit and are granted His guidance while negotiating the vicissitudes of life. We, of course, then sail through the challenges of life buoyed by the peace that accompanies the knowledge of salvation. James tells us to count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. James one, two through three. We have the serenity of the knowledge that whatever weather threatens to alter our course, the sail set we choose, the adjustments we make, will eventually take us to a destination where our new perspective permits us to understand the good that has actually come out of hardship. Living by faith in no way precludes learning practical approaches to negotiating the optimum path through the myriad of challenges that will come our way in life. In fact, were we not to avail ourselves of the knowledge of those who have gone before us, then we practice a blind faith, and no part of scripture has ever advocated that. Test all things, hold fast to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5:21. We will make decisions based on our past experience. We will stand at the helm but we should remember to adjust our course only after consulting the one who can calm the seas with a simple command. Thanks to the helper that indwells us, we don't have to look far to find that guidance. I may not have gone where I intended to go, but I think I've ended up where I needed to be. Douglas Adams. Faith is our foundation and our guiding compass, navigating us through life. Kim Ha Campbell. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, We thank you that you have provided us with a mind that can grasp the subtleties of our circumstances and make considered decisions. But Holy Spirit, keep us constantly aware that the Father is sovereign, and we need to prayerfully contemplate each course change in our lives before we can feel confident that we are submitting our will to his. Amen.